0: praise jesus now i got two things to do i want to thank the men for being together yesterday for the inheritance men i want to let you know that next month december the 2nd wednesday saturday we're not going to have our meeting because we've got a lot of focus toward that wednesday right prior so for the christmas banquet but yesterday God did a a stirring because of it being Veterans Day proper, the the Veterans Day. It's Veterans Day weekend. And because of the veterans, and we had a number of them, I felt God gave a word that is, I think, very key for the hour we're in to gain our perspective and to hold our faith and and to agree with the Lord and not to be swept in circumstances. And it's if it's not online yet, it will be by tomorrow. tomorrow. It's just go to our website, go to the inheritance. It's a message for everyone. And I want to honor all of the veterans that are present with us today. So if you're here and you're a veteran of the, of the military, please stand up, because we want to speak a blessing over you. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Mike. Yes. Yes, and serving, presently serving, we thank you. We thank you. Now, just just remain standing for one moment. I believe you have authority before God in a way that we who have not served in the military don't understand. And you have because the centurion was the man with the greatest faith that Jesus marveled at, the faith of the centurion, because he said... I, too, am a man under authority. I say, go, they go. I say, come, he comes. So you speak the word. And Jesus Jesus was a, a marveled at that. But the reason the centurion had that kind of faith because he was under authority. Now, you may no longer be, or you may currently be inside the military, but under the authority of the Lord Jesus is so much life that we can command and declare and decree. And so... Thank you. You have, a, have, you have a say over the destiny of America. No, you don't have to get anybody in Congress to listen to you. God will listen to you. You can just say, Lord, I just desire that the nation go into the direction that you've ordained for it to go. The people that are to serve will be there in place. And I just declare it because I laid down my life. There is an authority that I have. And now I just say, Lord, just come and sweep America back into your will and your wonders. In Jesus' name. Yeah. That's your prayer, just something like that, Amen. All right, you can be seated. Now let's all join this glorious company. In First Thessalonians chapter two, I ended the message uh, with these instructions and felt the Lord just resting on them because we're in we're in such a such an hour. It's just. It could be the scariest time for somebody, or it could be the most exciting sense of God's movement on the earth, which I'm presently choosing and excited and, and experiencing that. We and we're doing prayer every Wednesday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Then we do intercession from 6 to 7.30. love for you to be a part, and I think that's what part of this message is for. So this is First Timothy. I said Thessalonians, but I meant First Timothy. You should know that. 1 <laughs> Timothy chapter 2. Uh, Paul is writing to, the, to Timothy, and I want to encourage you, because the point of this message is simple, to continue in prayer and the ministry of God's word. The, the first things have to stay first. And it's not about heroic effort. It's about consistent showing up inside prayer and truth, the word, that is going to bring about everything we're longing for. Sometimes I think we, we get a Greek mindset that we don't realize we follow more mythology than we do the kingdom. In the Greek mind was you had to go do something heroic to get the gods to do something for you. So you tend to have this uh, you know, aspiring, whereas in the kingdom of heaven, It's just simple submission. It's often the smallest of matters. David going back to take care of his father's sheep while he had already been anointed a king. Jesus going home to be with his parents and be trained in the carpenter trade while he knew that it was his father's house that he had come to serve in. But he just submitted himself. It's in that posture that we overthrow pride and arrogance and fear, and, and God does miraculous things. So Paul is writing to Timothy. We call them pastoral epistles because it was Timothy's job. He had been left in Crete, the island of Crete, to set up the structure of the church, to choose elders and deacons, and to just get the church functioning. So Paul gives Sound advice, chapter 2, Timothy 1, Timothy 2. That's why we'll be. Titus gets the same encouragement and instructions. So now we begin in chapter 2, and he says, Therefore, I exhort, first of all. Now, this is the instruction from the apostle to the churches. Therefore, it's instructions to us as believers in the church. So first of all. Not second, first of all, that supplications, supplications is like a petition. It's a request. Lord, I really need you to help me today at work. I really need you to grant me that sale. I need the healing to this body. It's, it's a petition. It's specific. And prayers has every, all, this, all the conversation of worship and movement toward God then intercessions is where there is, it's a picture of intersecting, ch- chancing upon, intentionally coming into an experience where the Lord might position his truth himself in to bring about his purposes. And rather than focusing on that, because that is a huge focus, I just want to get us in the big general picture tonight, today. Because if you get in this picture, I promise you, Many things will just start unpacking because there's really a real, in, heaven's really ready for earth to agree. And the Holy Spirit's really looking for people to intercede through and over us. And he says, then he adds, and giving of thanks. So whenever we pray, we need to give thanks. Just as whenever we pray, we need to forgive. Jesus said, when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive. So, whenever prayer is a posture of sol- slowing ourselves down, positioning ourselves before the Almighty God, moving toward Him with a believing heart, words, and it's a chance to become aware of stress and strife, conflict, anger, and so forth. Forgive, forgive, forgive. It's a chance to bring requests to the Lord. It's a chance to begin to stand in a position of agreement for him, with him in the gap. It's a time to give thanks. And he says, it's for all men. Which here now, prayer begins to become the first real challenge. He didn't say, give thanks for some men. Give thanks for the group that's like us. He said, give thanks for all men. All men. And we'll find out on a reason why. Because prayer was never meant to curse. It was never meant to declare to one group they've been excluded and they'll have no very chance to enter in. Things like that. That's not the spirit that we're to be of. We can do the works of God in the Bible with the wrong spirit. And all we do is exasperate God's kingdom and empower Satan's dominion. Because the wrath of man never works the righteousness of God. So it just, evil then responded by evil, anger responded with anger, threats responding with more threats. All we do is empower darkness and and the fear and the anger. So we have to remember we're standing in the authority of Jesus Christ, under his authority. So, That's the beginning. Just It's got to be for all men. How do I do that? I simply never pray a prayer for anyone that I don't want to happen to me. Cleans your prayer life up really quick. I don't want to die. I don't want to go broke. I don't want to be punished and ridiculed and dragged before men. So I pray for people how I want God to do with me. And that cleans that up really well and it can you the reason is whenever you whoever you pray for you will build relationship with prayer produces intimacy intimacy with the one to whom i pray with the one for whom i'm praying that's why if you want to get someone in your heart start praying for them if you don't pray for them you it's easy to have an indifference and indifference is hate if we go follow the word of murder, it just kind of becomes, well, I don't really care what happens to you. When I pray for someone, they get into my heart. And then I have Philippians chapter 1, Paul's experience. I believe that God, who began this good work in you, will see it through to the day of completion, just as it's right for me to think this, because I have you in my heart. It's how I'll call parents have capacity to always have a hope for their children whereas a stranger doing what the child might have done they there's an, there's a well I don't I don't see how that'll ever change about you but love does that love getting someone in our heart then he goes on though and he expands this is our authority this is the first job of the church for kings and all who are in authority. So prayer, then giving thanks, you know, supplications, prayer, intercession, giving thanks for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. Again, not for just the good guys that you like. All in authority. Because those, whoever are in authority, they're affecting all lives. And we've got, see why for me this strong call for intercession is so exciting is that God, I feel, is saying, We've let everybody work the best things they can do, but why don't we just ask me to change things, irregardless of anything. I'm just the one that can influence. He, he could get Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful king, and bring him down to his knees. He could get Saul the terrorist, the one who was persecuting the church, and bring him out of his insanity into his calling. I think God can get a hold of anybody. That's why we pray for all the kings, all who are in authority, that we may, and here's the, now now watch this. This is the opposite of war, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, that we may lead a quiet, still, peaceable, not moved from our place in all godliness, which is the character and the fact, Function of God within our life and us within God's life and reverence, fear of God. Now, when that happens, there's multiple things that start happening. So right now, he's not telling us what to pray for. Holy Spirit knows that better than we do. And circumstances are always in a, fl- in a flux. But if we're just engaged in the prayer then it begins to unlock quietness, peacefulness, godliness, and reverence. Let me, let me just pose a thought. When as accusations and condemnations and divisions grew and as they grow, do they create a peaceful life for all of us? Do we, do we how you know, you, it's the very opposite. It's one of accusation, condemnations, envy, strife, and division. It creates evil in every and, and confusion, every evil thing. James three tells us the two wisdoms: one that comes from the earth and sensual and devilish, and the one that comes from above, which is pure, peaceable, reasonable, gentle, full of mercy. So when we engage in this conversation, we begin to reign upon the earth, peace in quietness and godliness and reverence just because we are no longer engaging in that that's why the church comes into her fullness of the kingdom of righteousness in revelation 12 when the accuser is cast down and the accuser gets cast down not because of the righteousness of the church but because of the blood that silences all accusations and so we don't take accusations against others. We we kind of hold our place. Watch it just between now and the end of the year. Start releasing blessing and not cursing. Start praying for those who are spitefully using us instead of wanting their dismut, dismut, being uh, undone. Just start moving in that spirit of the of the wisdom from above. And I, I, your, your Thanksgiving will be different, your, your family gatherings will be different, your response, because this is just, just the first layer of a simple call to obedience to prayer. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now whether you, uh, I've, I've come to know now, everything that's happening is because of God's permission, or because of my rebellion, or because of other things. But if God changes the course of something, it changes. So if I get God's pleasure, then I get God's blessing. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when I'm in a position going, well, Lord, I just want to please you today, okay? Then pray, all right? Help me, okay? Pray for everybody. Give thanks for everybody. Give thanks for the boss you don't like, the teachers you're having trouble with, the neighbors you're frustrated with. Just give thanks. The trial you're going through, the struggle you're in, just give thanks and forgive and, and God just starts to, you know, he smiles. He smiles. Israel in the, in the height of their path into destruction and exile. In the book of Jeremiah, at one moment, they gave themselves to forgiving all debts. And all the Hebrew slaves that were indebted to the Hebrews in Jerusalem, they freed everybody. And then they changed their mind and put them all back in slavery. And so God sends Jeremiah to say, listen, you guys did something. I, I can almost hear the emotion in the words of God speaks to Jeremiah. It's like, it's almost, it was unbelievable. Someone finally forgave everybody on the year of release. Somebody released all the deaths. Oh. And then you went and put them back into slavery. You gave them freedom, then you took it away. Therefore, here's what I'm going to do. I'm giving you freedom to the sword and to famine and to destruction and death. It was as though... The movement that could have brought a national revival. I call it the revival that was and then wasn't. The heart of man matters. We just saw that with Jesus in John 7. He says, you guys don't even keep the law. You judge everything according to appearance. And you don't even understand heart issues. That's just today's reading. So he goes on. And he says, he desires all. All men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, so God wants everybody saved. And apparently, I don't believe in universalism. I don't believe that there's a point at once for men to die, then judgment. I don't believe that decisions that have been set in motion to say, I refuse the Christ, I do not want his salvation, I do not receive him, that there's an, alt- there's an opportunity after that. But I do believe there's a lot largeness of God that says, you don't think this one can be saved. You don't think these people can be helped. You don't think there, there's a place in my kingdom for them. You don't know how I could transform them. So because of that, you're you moving into a smaller setting where I want you to be thinking bigger. And that's why this posture, it's just a heart posture. It's not really anything more. For there is one God and one mediator, between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So this is now where we're becoming submitted to and recognize this one whom we are submitted to, the mediator of the new covenant, the high priest of our confession, the the Savior, the anointed one. He's the key, and I'm inside of him, and I come to God through him. And he gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Do you understand? Jesus forgave, dealt with all sin and extends forgiveness to all men. And that's why anyone upon receiving and believing God's resurrection of him from the dead can be saved. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, the, the expanse is far. And we have a part to be able to be believers beyond our current limitation when Paul was converted on the road and got up a believer he went to Damascus as he was instructed he was could not see and he did not eat and he did not drink for three days then God spoke to Ananias who was a believer in Damascus in a vision and said I want you to go to Saul of Tarsus and pray for him to gain his sight for he's praying and Ananias speaks from his prejudice and says, I, I've heard about this man. This, I, I'm glad you, good thing you stopped by because he's not one we want helped. He's not someone we want to help because he's been putting people in prison. He has a reputation of voting for their execution. And it's been rumored that he's come to Damascus for that very reason. And so God has to say to Ananias, Go. He's a chosen vessel of mine. And thank God he's a chosen vessel. Two-thirds of the New Testament. Can you imagine how much darkness we would be in if he hadn't gotten saved and accepted? Things like this is really continually, we we get, I'm traumatized. Anybody traumatized in life? I mean, come on, everything just. did anything go exactly, it's, You know that's how I feel many times. That's why praying into that quietness and in the peacefulness and into the non-judgmental, critical, separating, but rather bringing in is is so powerful. It's what, you you come into the truth. So, for which I was appointed, Paul says, I, as a preacher and an apostle, and I'm speaking the truth in Christ, and I'm not lying a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So this Paul, who got saved on Damascus, who got his eyesight by Ananias praying for him, who was baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and immediately began to declare through the Scriptures that Christ was indeed Christ, that that the anointed one Messiah was Jesus. Bam! Imagine that happening again and again and again. It needs to happen again and again and again and again. We can't do this without God stepping into people's lives and just rearranging value systems and, and belief systems and just imagine that. So we're not looking for death to bring life, except for our own dying to self so that his life can be seen in us. He says, I desire, therefore. Now here's Paul, the, our apostle, our Papa. Let, him, let it be your his words to you. I desire that men pray everywhere. Uh, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. So after all the seven verses, here's the culmination. What I want, what I desire, is that men pray everywhere. It was in the old King James, it's two words, every. Where, because it's two Greek words. Every means all the time, all the time. And where is wherever you are. We just want a life of prayer going. And I want you to use your hands. There's the, the evening offering. It's one of the reasons I learned this when I was really little, like, you know, young. And I just grabbed hold of it as a principle, and so I built a practice of my hands going up. But Amy Simple McPherson, who was the founder of the Foursquare Movement and a powerful healing evangelist, she was uh, quoted as having said, so I heard it. She said, when I come into worship, I put my hands up because I'll not let my body tell me how I'm doing. I'll tell my body how we're doing. And it's in the presence of God, so my hands go up. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's all everything we need from praise to surrender. Just, here I am, Dad. So, lifting up holy hands, holy. How many wash your hands before you eat dinner? Right? You clean them up because you're about to partake of food. Well, we got to get our hands holy before we go pray. Take a moment. It's it's really simple. We'll do it before we close. If you can imagine, it says in James chapter uh, 3 about prayer, chapter 4, excuse me, and coming to God in humility. It says, um, to cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your heart, double-minded. Now, I don't read the Bible of trying to avoid what it's saying. I just agree with what's said and practice it. Could you imagine? I mean, sure, how many of us as kids, when we, our parents say, go wash your hands. They're not dirty. And they watch you digging in the dirt all day. Oh, no, they're glad. They're fine. Well, how do we know? So if they take a posture and say, Lord, I just ask you to forgive me for whatever my hands have touched, whatever I've transferred and done, anything of willfulness, selfishness, Anything that's held, I don't even know if I'm holding idols in my hands sometimes. Just cleanse them, please. Cleanse them. And then you take your hands now that are cleansed and place them on your heart. and You say, Lord, purify. Bring me back to one heart and not a double-minded heart. One standard, one belief, one trust. Just come and do that. In fact, why don't we do that right now? I think we're right there, ready. Right? Can you just take your hands out like that? The washing of the water of the word. And be together we'll just say, and you can make it personal with whatever you would know it to be. But just let's say together, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I wash my hands. If I'm all filth or sin or dirt or handling of things I don't even know that aren't pleasing to you. I ask you to cleanse my hands in the blood of Jesus and the water of his word. Now place your hands on your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, purify my heart from double-mindedness. I want one heart to serve you, and to love you, and to believe you, and submit to you, and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. See, that simple act right there, God responds to that. He has. Just that little act like that. So he says, we do this. Lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Wrath is strong emotion. It's like rushing into something. Rushing to conclusions. Jumping to an opinion. None of that. That's why prayer, is kind of weird because you don't really, God doesn't really want to hear my opinion. He wants me to submit to his word. So I have to kind of quiet myself and I don't, Oh, God, kill them all. No, excuse me, that's not me. That's you. No, it's not you, that's me. No, you got to work that out. No wrath. Wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. It's in the scripture. I learned that from the scripture, and then I watched it happen. I went early, early on in the church. There was someone that was just kind of headstrong in their ways, and they'd just kind of do their own thing all the time, trying to move them from that posture, but it wasn't very successful. One day, I came back from church, and I was just, that was that. This person, just always on, they're unruly, they're, ob- they're just doing their thing. And, it, and the more I thought about it, you ever had those things? The more emotions started growing. And those emotions kept growing. And then I finally decided, you know what? I could feel the emotions leading me into the spirit. No, <laughs> they weren't, but I thought they were. I thought, I'm just going to call that person up right now and tell them what they just did. They just need to know. Oh, I called. I had the conversation. I lost a brother. You know, it just all went wrong. And while I'm picking up the phone to make that call, I heard this small, still small little voice says, The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. And I thought, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I know I'm right, and I know I've got strong emotions, so let's let them go. But it, it didn't do any good. It, it never does. So without wrath, and then doubting. Isn't this crazy? The reason the word now becomes so powerful is that I'm just agreeing with your word. I think we ever, we've, we've stepped into a accelerated fulfillment of god's scriptures in the earth today accelerating so it's you just just don't doubting is like disputing it's another word for disputing dividing things up separating them let me see i don't know if that could possibly be i don't know what that would be if i was to pray this prayer then how would that happen just don't do it just lift your hands up childlike faith no anger No questioning God's goodness and his ability and then release his word. That's the picture. The first thing that Paul said Timothy had to teach the church to do. Do this. And we can do this together. Now, let me bring this couple, one other verse. There's so many. If you were to go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4. The whole chapter... Well, let's, let, verse 1, chapter 1, just just so we get a picture. I, I think we don't real I don't realize how much stuff's happening out here that's impacting me in here. And how much I've been charged not to be caught up out here, but to be centered in here. So here's just... Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times... Are we in the latter times, you think? Okay. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So, there's going to become the loss of tenderness, the loss of sensitivity the loss of, of, of awareness of truth, the freedom to do, to, the end justifies the means, so whatever, end, whatever whatever means I have to get to my end, it's okay. It's just, no, that's, that's not the days we're to be in. Uh, and, and it goes off to extremes. Forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which were created by God to receive with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So getting off on tangents. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So he's just trying to say, okay, don't get off on that. Watch out. It's going to really accelerate. Then verse 12, he gives to Timothy personal fortitude. He says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct in love in spirit in faith in purity until i come give attention to reading to exhortation to doctrine this is this is the second emphasis which we can't really build today about the word of god that was to be present in the life of all believers to, to take to take the forefront in the life of all believers because without the bible I cannot know truth. Without the Bible, I cannot know the truth. Jesus said that. If you will abide in my word, my logos, the entirety, then you'll know the truth. So if I don't abide in your word, then I can't tell the truth. Because I'm not, it's the old days. Remember, you've heard the story, the bank tellers. How do you learn a $100 bill? How do you learn a counterfeit? they would have them handle the real bill. Just get really acclimated to know that bill. Then you could, you could, no, that's not, that's not, that's, that's phony. That's why the scriptures hold their place. So give attention to reading aloud. That's what it, to exhortation, to preaching, to doctrine, to studying out the scriptures. Do not neglect the gift that's in you. What was given to you by the prophecy with the laying out of hands of the eldership, which is part of our journey together to, to the Holy Spirit, to help identify who he, who he is in us, what he's doing with us, what he's given us, and meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. So the application, prayer, spirit, truth, it causes an obvious growth i can almost tell people who read their bible and who don't by their conversation not not in a judgmental way or critical way i just you start to the scripture starts to frame your your world not that you don't do the bible you just receive the truth and i and i honor god with his truth I give him back his word and say, I can't perform this. I don't know how to do it, but I agree that it's true. And what you said is so. Jesus is the answer to everything. He is the healing for everyone. He is the liberator, the deliverer. And so I'm learning. It's like learning a foreign language. It's like learning a language that makes no sense because you ha- its descriptions are speaking of objects that you talked about them from another language. But after that language becomes fluent, that language then has uh, the ability, the only language that heaven hears. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So we begin to carry a larger sound. It begins to influence those around us. It begins to bring salvation to others. Now, just two two verses. Yeah, one more verse in Second Timothy. He said in chapter in verse um, eight, Second Timothy eight. Now now he's follow up letter, fortifying the, Timothy, and understanding the process, and he says, uh, chapter Second t- Timothy chapter two verse eight. Take heed to yourself. No, no, that's, that's 1 Timothy still, please. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. Verse 9, we're at. But the word of God is not chained. This Bible. This is like the best kept secret. Devil done a good job over the last 20 years. To tell us, get out of the Bible. You don't need the Bible. Let's give them some sermons where people, you know, they feel good. Give them some ha- handles on how to do life and you'll bring more, you'll attract more people from the world. Make yourself more accessible to the world. Make yourself uh, you know, not so confrontational about truth. Just just bring people in. And, and it worked. It totally worked. The world came in the church. And I don't even, you know, until I started reading the Bible two years ago, cover to cover, I thought, dear God, I am more backslidden than I ever thought I was. And God, you're more holy than I ever give you. It just changed my whole life because you're, you're, the word of God's not chained. And once it starts to find its expression in heart, it starts to liberate that heart because freedom comes through that truth. Therefore, I endure all things. For the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. Now, here it is, and we'll close with this. A faithful saying. If we died with him, we also will live with him. So if we experience denying ourselves, having to pick up our cross to follow him, if we experience the depth that he walked through and the betrayals and the confidence, if we died with him and we hold ourselves in Jesus, say, Lord, I don't want to get out of who you are. I'm going to stay engaged with you. I'm going to walk with you in this point of suffering. He says, well, you're also, we're going to live with him. And by the faith in when he died, I died. When he rose, I rose. When he lived, I lived. If we endure, we will also reign with him. So the, so every one of us are practicing endurance. Not just because you're having to sit here for so long. <laughs> but you're living intentionally in agreement with truth, with the word of God, in the spirit, with prayer, honoring God, praising. It's, 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 it's practice. It's hard. It's like going to a gym, but it's now for our spirit and our soul. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Meaning, when we say no, he says no. When he, we say stop, he says stop. He's not—he's not at that point of like adversity, but he is not neither or no longer a supportive helper because he can't be because we're denying him. I, you know, I'm not going to let you have that. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you said love my enemies. I'm not loving my enemies. Okay, fine. But then this is the part I really love. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. So I have become faithless all the time throughout my lifetime for one reason or another. I get offended. I get tired. I get distracted. I get hurt. I'm overwhelmed. I'm working with my own strength, my flesh. It's just all of those things. And I'm faithless. But then the good news is he is faithful, full of faith. And he's the one before Father. Jesus, our high priest, our intercessor, holding our place before the Father when we are falling out of place. Because he can't deny himself. So, This powerful practice of knowing that we're just in a conflict. Chapter 3 talks about the perilous times, that people will be just lovers of themselves. We're in that day, more so than we were 50 years ago. And then he talks about you've known the Scripture since you were a little kid. And they're able to make you wise to salvation. And then verse 16 of chapter 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is powerful, profitable for doctrine, for uh, reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. So what a blessing we have. Um, There's so much more to say, but I believe what we want to do as we close. I want to just encourage you. Right now we're reading the scriptures, and this month is a is kind of a slow month. We're only doing about three chapters a day. Today we did John seven, then we went to which was Jesus in the tabernacle in the temple on the feast of tabernacles, then we went to um, uh, Hebrews six, which was an description of the the hope that is ours in the temple behind the veil with Jesus our forerunner. Then we went to 2 Chronicles 5, which is the dedication of the temple that Solomon built and the glory that fills it during the Feast of Tabernacles. So it's like the whole Bible always just does this. But it's only three chapters. Next month it'll get a little more because we have... Uh, we'll get into Ezra and the, and the last history books, Nehemiah, Esther. But then we'll get the prophets. There's three prophets that prophesied during their time. So we'll, get, we'll pick up a few more verses. What I want to suggest is, if you were to pick up the Bible reading just where we are today and start, and practice the praying, just taking First Timothy chapter one or chapter two, verse one through eight, and just practice the posture, men and women alike, and just do it every day, through Christmas. the 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 the, the, the tangibleness of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the Personal responsibility of clean hands and pure hearts, forgiving, speaking well of the Scripture begin to have expression. Just because you're, I I promise you, what the, the Bible the whole Bible's alive. I believe that we would be in a position of much more quietness, peacefulness, and salvation, expression, vision, anticipation, for in every situation in life, just by submitting to those two basic small little practices. And I just want to encourage you, I want to beg you to do it, please. It, with that taking root, it would probably take you about a half an hour, at the minimum, maybe an hour. As much as anything you can do for yourself before God do it, don't let someone else do it for you. And I even tell people, don't put on worship music when it's your time alone. Be the worship-er. He doesn't care if we sing or not. Just say his words back. Read Psalms. We just put ourselves there. put ourselves there. I think that God in his faithfulness will see this simple act and bless us, begin to change things, affect gatherings and homes and families and work, hearts, health, our bodies. Bible says the words are like their spirit, their life, and they they give life to our mortal flesh, and the spirit does. And one last thing that I want to release is the Holy Spirit. I am filled with the Holy Spirit every day. I kind of go to bed full and wake up empty, but I get full right away because he's just he's here to Remind me of the scripture. Teach me the truth in the scripture. Show me how to pray. Be a part of my prayer. Affirm where I am when in Christ. Give righteousness, peace, and joy as a hallmark of my day. So, would you join with me? Would you be willing to give yourself, position yourself just to be with the Lord? How do I pray As and how do I read? And, and Lord, Holy Spirit, Fill me, I need you, I I just really need you. If that's how you're feeling and you want my prayer over us, please stand up. Just let it be a moment. Uh, This is my every morning, I woke up like this, needing God in every area here. It's daily bread, it's daily bread. The Bible is not information, it's food. And it's taken into a a spiritual activity and transformed into energy and life. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Wow. Wow. Lord, I pray today you accept us as priests and kings, as Revelation 5 and Revelation 1 declare we are, learning to reign with you on earth, your hands be washed, hearts be purified. Lord, we want to step into the first priestly role, which is prayer. Would you equip each of us and show each of us individually how we can practice prayer daily? Do it, Lord. Just receive. Because he starts speaking, Holy Spirit starts making clear even thoughts about why don't why, why don't you do this? Why don't you try that? Lord, give us the word. Show us how to read your scripture. Again, if you do not have a plan that works, join us, join me. I feel like we're reading the Bible together. It's just so precious. Always discovering something that's pertinent for all of us. Just receive. I see a picture, we're standing before the Lord and like he did with John in the Revelation, or he did with Ezekiel in the vision. He brings to us a book. He says, eat it. Take it, eat it. He's placing the scroll, his words, back into our life. Eat them. Hmm. Yes, Lord. Go ahead. Say, yes, Lord, I receive. Yes, Lord, I receive your words. I receive. Now just together we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us in Him. I don't know, I just lift up my hands. Heavenly Father, say it together. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, my sacrifice for sin. Thank you for resurrection, my justification in your presence. Jesus, pour your Holy Spirit on me, in me, through me. Baptize me again. Fill me again with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, let me speak with other tongues As you give me the ability, as I praise you, both with my understanding and with my spirit. In Jesus' name. And now just begin to release. Begin to praise him. Praise him. You can open up your tongues. We're just speaking to God in the spirit. Pourama lebariero, poura la marilla, la maraveliero, todo el siglo, la mara marahiero. Pourama la maraveliero, todo malo, maravillo, mucho lo malo. Tierra, malo, 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 matieta, toca baria ma. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Holy, 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 oh la 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 Yes, you can worship Him with your spirit. You can worship Him. Tierra, la mia, la Oh, oh. Praise, you, praise, you, praise you Lord we praise you Lord we praise you Lord we praise you Worthy worthy, you are worthy. Oh Jesus, praise you, praise you. We worship you. you, See, we're doing that now. We're praying everywhere. Let's lift up our hands again. I know it gets tired, but just lift them up. The evening offering. Oh, Lord. We lift up our president. We lift up our Congress. We lift up our Supreme Court. We lift up our governor. We lift up our city councils. We have county government. We lift up the kings of the earth. And we say, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Oh, we lift up family. Oh praise you Jesus Allah Mariana Worthy He's coming in our homes hallelujah every home every home Now the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to our mortal body it will revitalize, reanimate. So if you need and I need, we all probably need a touch of healing and health. Maybe, maybe beyond what we can even hope for or imagine, but would you let's just receive resurrection from death, healing. Say, I receive your healing by Holy Spirit living in me In Jesus' name, I receive revitalization, reanimation from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, to the tips of my fingers, inside my organs, inside my brain, inside my organs, and I receive healing. Healing, healing, new life. Oh, yes Lord. yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Just worship him. We're all worshiping right now. We're all receiving right now. Oh, help me, Lord. Help me. You're more than enough every part of me. I need your help. Now with your neighbor's permission, place your hand on that person's shoulder and begin to give away what you just have received. Ask God's healing to flow. Let his help come. Let resurrection touch. Yes, in Jesus' name. We now give away. We give away. We give away. Now, so we practice giving and receiving. Everybody who is to the right of you, you're the designated praying person. So that would be someone standing here to the right of me. All right, you're there. You pray and release Holy Spirit and The one standing to the left, receive, okay? Let's just go. We're going to switch it around. Watch the power. This is true, tangible, Holy Spirit, resurrection. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it away. Life, blessing, help, hope, joy, vision, anything and everything that you want God to do in your life. Give it away. Holy Spirit, come. Come, 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 come. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. (laughs) <laughs> now let's switch it and go the other direction the person on the left pray for the person on the right and just begin and if you online I'm going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus receive your miracle receive God's grace receive his joy and his peace No forever that you are loved and never will be left or forsaken receive blessing 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 oh pray for me ha si ha. oh give away good good things now you can continue praying but i want to bless you to go on a beautiful day and then we can let worship go. But if, if you are not in prayer, just now one more time, hands up to heaven. Now just to receive. I have a picture and I want it. it's in Zechariah chapter three. It's Joshua the high priest, who labored for like 14 years trying to hold an altar to function in the midst of a shut down ministry life. And there was Satan standing at his right hand, ready to oppose him. So he's self-conscious that he's got filthy garments, and he's got the adversary of his soul ready to accuse him. And what God does is the angel of the Lord stands. the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? The Lord has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. And then he told the angels to take the garments, the, the soiled garments, dirty clothes. That's all it is, dirty clothes. You get everybody's clothes get dirty. And he put on new robe and then a new turban on them. And that's what we've been doing here. So what I see, and I want to bless you, just lift up your hands. Lord, remove the garments of yesterday. The journey has been long and hard and difficult. Take off the soiled garments, discouragements and conflicts, and place upon us priestly garments, rich garments, fresh anointings, new mantles, and put on a new turban, a new mindset on our head. We receive, we receive, we receive. And the lord would say i open a door for you now to be with me in fellowship in my spirit and in the high places of my heavenly realm i open a door that you might fellowship with my son in my son with me i declare to you are accepted to walk among my fiery stones i break open limitations off of you and i now send you forward in my blessing in my provision in my help in my strength and I am doing a great work in my people and you're a part of that great work. I'm doing it through you and in you. Receive, says the Lord. Receive. Receive. Yeah. Yes, Lord. We receive. I receive. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Whoa. All right, you are released into your day. Go out with joy, be fled forth with peace. Let the mountains, the hills break forth with singing. Trees and fields clap their hands in Jesus' name.